Welcome back to the Nightside Podcast. I'm John, aka Mungdoll. And I've. Did you just prank me? A prank that if I fell for it would destroy me and everyone I love? Oh, I would never. Notice my hand going into your face. It is Friday, July 16th. Hopefully, you have an absolutely amazing day as always. Hopefully, your week went well. Because, yeah, now it's the end of the week. Hopefully, you had a good week. Hopefully, stuff's going well. Hopefully, the weather is nice, as always, as I seem to always say. Because, you know, I'm always wishing nice weather for you guys. Because who wants to, you know, exist in bad weather? Bad weather just freaking sucks. Like, I would know. That's all we have in Georgia. It's all we've had in Georgia for the last two weeks is just bad weather. But enough about the bad stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff. The good stuff. The setup is done, bro. Almost done. The setup is almost done. The new... Dream setup is almost done. I just need the USB hub, which is coming tomorrow. But uh, I got the boom arm. And yeah, it's here. <laughs> and you could probably hear the difference in the quality, the, the mic quality. Hopefully you can hear a difference. You can definitely hear a difference. Because there's, there's a definite difference. <laughs> with like uh, one with the boom arm, two with the effects that I'm now doing on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how I did with the uh, the pop filter, I put the sock on there. Uh, I had to do a bunch of testing to make sure I got like the the settings right. So of course I saved that testing so you can now listen to it. <laughs> okay, we're doing a sound test. This is a mic check. Oh, I just hit the mic. That's pretty unprofessional. Mic check. This is a mic check. Seems to be pitting out pretty low, which might be a good thing. I don't know. This is with the boom arm only. No effects, just the boom arm. I'm getting some crazy waveform stuff. Maybe because the mic is actually close to my face. Also, new pop filter. That's different. So yes, this is how this sounds. Okay, so attempt number four. Hopefully this one doesn't sound like a crunchy deep fried video. Cause like <laughs> With the, with the pop filter, this new pop filter is significantly better than a sock. So, like, it, it, it works better. Therefore, it lets a lot more sound through. So, like, I gotta tweak this gain a little bit, man. What is going on? Hopefully this sounds good. This should sound good. Okay, this is with the effects. It's kind of deep into this, but this is the effects. Okay, there we go. Let's see how this sounds. But, yeah, like I said, with, like, when I was in the test, got a new pop filter. It came with the the boom stand pretty convenient actually so it came with two different pop filters kind of like the the mic cover filter and then also like that like big ring pop filter that you kind of like see when like if you see a video of like a music artist recording and they have that like filter pop that you know what i'm talking about <laughs> you, you know what i'm talking about you know what i mean yeah they came with that one too uh it's a little too big for me uh, and for, for my setup, a little too, a little too much there. I just rocked with, uh, with this one, with the mic cover filter. And, uh, it works out pretty well. It's a lot better than the sock because it lets, it allows a lot more sound through, uh, than what the sock does. So I don't have to like turn up the, uh, the game on the mic as much to pick it up, which is great because then with the effects that I am now putting on the audio, it just, it just all balances out. It just all balances out perfectly. It's great. Speaking of balance, actually, that was the struggle that I had to deal with with setting up this freaking boom arm. So when I got it, 
and it came today. I was trying to set it up. It comes like a clamp, right? So the whole idea is you clamp, you can clamp it to your desk, uh, and it works from there with the pivots and whatnot. Uh, the problem is the clamp that came with this uh, rig is not big enough to fit on my desk. Like, it doesn't open up wide enough to clamp onto the actual side of my desk because the side of this desk is freaking thick. I don't know how my sister made it this way, but <laughs> the way she made this desk, like, it doesn't, like, it has, like, a barely a lip, and then it's, like, the the other half part of the underside of the desk is dummy thick. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it was not going to fit on there, and that was pretty sad. It made me very sad. I'm like, did I really just buy this thing? And I can't even freaking use it. And no, I was not going to let that slide. That was not going to happen. Like, <laughs> I was going to figure out a way to make it work. And I did. Uh, what I did was uh, took the box that my keyboard came in. Because that's the only box that I have that was, one, thin enough for the clamp to actually fit on. Uh, so it can clamp onto and then two, it was long enough and wide enough to distribute the weight of the rig uh, pretty evenly, right? So what I did was, essentially, I put two command Velcro strips on the top of the box, right? And I stuck that to the underside of my desk, and it's kind of like hanging out a little bit. So it's like a little like extension of my desk, right? Because like the, the Velcro strips... Like, they have some pretty crazy gripping power. I think they can hold up to, like, what, 16 pounds or something like that. So, having two of them pretty much evenly spaced on both sides of where the rig clamps onto, like, that balances out the weight pretty well and helps distribute the weight pretty well, and it supports it upwards. Uh, the problem was, when I added the mic to that, uh, of course, the center of mass changed completely. Uh, so, it did wasn't really balancing that well. So I added another Velcro strip towards the back side of the box and then stuck that deeper underneath my desk. So since there's like a triangle of Velcro strips and triangles are the strongest shape in nature. So yeah, it distributes their weight pretty freaking perfectly. Because uh, essentially now it's like all the weight from the rig is it's, it's a downforce being applied onto the box. And then where the attachment points are is an up force being applied into the desk. So it's essentially like the desk is just carrying all the weight of the actual boomstick and the mic. Physics, man. <laughs> I hope I explained that correctly or explained that clearly because I, I know that's correct. I just don't know if I explained it right or if I said it right. I don't know. It's hard to talk about that type of stuff because like it doesn't make sense in my head. I just do what it what I do, like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, I just do it, that's just, just how it works, <laughs> but yeah, now, now we got this, it's great, I'm happy, it looks awesome, the setup is clean, it's almost complete, I just need the USB hub, and it'll be complete, actually, I got a new USB hub, I took, what I was talking about yesterday, uh, the one I was talking about yesterday, I was gonna buy it from Best Buy, and pick it up today, right, but that one was going to be 40 bucks, oh, like, so th this boom stick, stand, arm, whatever, dude, I got it for freaking $17, that's a steal, it was on sale on Amazon, so that was a freaking steal, and so when I bought that, I was like, dude, 
I know for a fact I can get a USB hub cheaper than forty dollars. Cause like Best Buy is expensive, bro. Like it's just expensive. I don't know why I didn't think of just going and buying it off of Amazon in the first place. I don't know why I defaulted to Best Buy, but hey, that's just the way things are. So yeah, we're on Amazon, looked up some uh, some hubs, found a really, really dope one, and that's the one I'm getting. First off, this one was also on sale. <laughs> it was like, I think it was, it was like, what, 20-something bucks, original price, and then with the sale price, I got it for 11 bucks. Dude, 11 bucks compared to $40, that is a steal. Also, it's significantly better than the one I was going to get from Best Buy because this one uh, has four ports and each port has a switch on like a button that you can press that lights up and it'll activate or deactivate the port, like turn it on, turn it back off, right? So that way, like I can actually just keep the mic plugged in to this hub and then I can just turn off the port when I'm not using the mic. So that way, you know, if anyone wants to hack into my computer, they don't have access to the mic because the port is turned off so it doesn't work freaking genius and i'm saving a bunch of money like it's, it's just working out well that should be here tomorrow well actually i'm saying it's working out well i still don't know if it's actually gonna work if i can plug in a hub to a hub but i think that should work so it's gonna work out great <laughs> i'm happy i'm happy the dream setup is is it's coming to fruition man it's coming if you remember the beginning of the podcast somewhat at the beginning of the podcast i were talking about I wanted to get a mechanical keyboard. I thought they were dope. But in order for me to get a mechanical keyboard, I'd have to get a laptop stand. Boom. Now, look, we got a mechanical keyboard. We got the laptop stand. Got the freaking boom arm on the mic with the real pop filter and another USB hub. Dude, we're making it, man. We're making it. The dream setup, bro. This is sick. <laughs> it just makes me a little bit happy. Uh... But what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yes, 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 yes. If you also remember on Monday for in the uh, Gossip Girl episode, I said that I was going to go watch Black Widow because I was not going to pay 30 bucks on Disney Plus to watch a movie. That's freaking absurd. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I did do that. I was going to watch it on Tuesday. Uh, I actually did watch it on Tuesday. Although, I'm talking about it now because I just haven't had room to talk about it in the other episodes because those other interests have been going on for a really long time. Uh, but yeah, went to go see it. Saw it in IMAX. So, you know, highest quality screen, best quality sound, and a freaking reclining massage chair. All for $15. Screw you, Disney. If you think I'm going to pay 30 freaking bucks to watch a movie on my laptop. You are completely wrong. <laughs> completely wrong. Not happening at all. Uh, I'm obviously going to talk about it more on Monday for, uh, you know, the... What am I trying to say? <laughs> for the uh, in-movie talk episode. God, John, come on now. But yeah, uh, just... Quick things that I just wanted to talk about when I get into the movie. Uh, it, it, I actually know. I'll just save that for the movie talk episode. Actually, one thing I will say. The intro to this movie was freaking awesome. Like, 
it was it, it was it was good. <laughs> it was really good. The intro, like the the intro scene and the title sequence with the the song they you it was freaking clean, somewhat emotional, kind of gets you in the heart a little bit. It was good. That part was good. I think that kind of already kind of alludes to how I feel about the movie. Uh, but yeah, also in Marvel stuff, Loki, the Loki ended yesterday, well, Wednesday, the season finale of Loki, uh, came out and I watched that as well. And it's like, I feel they definitely put more effort into Loki than they did to Black Widow. Like, that's kind of sad, man. (laughs) It's kind of sad. But the movie, the movie wasn't bad. It's, you know, we'll get into it on Monday. Uh, but yeah, now we're going to get into this episode today. So this is probably going to be like a short conversation. Uh, although, honestly, whenever I do say something, it's going to be like a short conversation. I always end up talking for an attorney. So I guess we'll see how this one goes. We'll see how long this ends up being. Uh, but this is something like I've been thinking about this week since uh, since Sunday. When uh, Richard Branson and like Virgin Galactic, you know, successfully completed uh, the first commercial space flight, uh, and like there's actually like, a bit of beef going on in the in the, in that space <laughs> in that space. <laughs> uh, but you know, amongst the the billionaires, you know, Bezos, uh, he was gonna be the first one to do the commercial space flight, uh, and then Branson beat him to it, uh, and so like. That kind of hurt Bezos' feelings uh, because he came out and he said that technically Branson didn't go to space because he only went 53 miles into the sky and uh, he is going to go, I think, like, what, 56 or 60 miles into the sky, uh, which is really going into space. Although those are just semantics because (laughs) scientifically speaking, at least, uh, space starts at 50 miles above sea level. So, kind of wrong there. Branson definitely went to space. Uh, But one question I have about this whole thing uh, is kind of like, what comes next after this, right? Like, there's a whole conversation being had about uh, space tourism. And, you know, this is the first step uh, towards space tourism becoming a thing. And Virgin Galactic is already gearing up to start selling tickets uh, to take the trip up into space. And uh, a ticket for a seat will cost you about $250,000. <laughs> so the price of a small family home, you can go to space for a couple of minutes. I mean, if you have the bread to drop, go for it. That'll probably be an experience of a lifetime. Uh, if you don't have 250 k to drop, you can try to win a seat because I'm pretty sure they're doing uh, that thing with Omaze where it's like you could donate to a charity or something like that and it'll like enter you into a raffle. And yeah, you can win a seat on the next flight to space. So you can do that as well if you don't have $250,000 to just cash out. <laughs> but uh, like, in reality, space tourism isn't really for the common man, right? Which is to be expected. Uh, like, there is no way that this is going to be cheap, like, by any stretch of the imagination. 
uh, if things continue, like, and, you know, it becomes uh, popular and more people enter the market, then eventually the price will come down, right? It'll be like, uh, like aviation. Uh, well, to be fair, I wasn't around when aviation started, commercial aviation started, so I can't really talk too much about that. Although I am fairly certain that it was pretty expensive to fly uh, before there was a bunch of uh, different uh, air companies. So, you know, once there are more air companies, competition drives the price down, customers have the buyer power, you know how a lot of stuff goes, economics. <laughs> so I'd assume the same thing would kind of happen in this space, right? More people enter uh, the area, competition starts, price begins to drop, and consumers gain the buyer power. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that'll probably happen. It'll probably be decades before that happens. Uh, but you know, maybe eventually it'll become a reasonable price for the average person to go. But, uh, okay. It, it'll, it'll happen eventually, probably, I guess. But with, with how things are now, you know, this is definitely going to be an activity, uh, that could only be accessed, uh, by the wealthy, which seems pretty obvious, right? Like, <laughs> The people who are even competing in this space to be the first to go up there or to have their name on the list of the first to go up there are literally the richest people on the face of the planet. So, yeah, you know, it's ain't, it ain't no mom and pop type trip, but uh, just the, the entire thing itself is just it, is, it, is, it sparked another question for me, right, there's a follow-up question that I have to that, because, like, technically, this question of what happens next is kind of already answered, right, because, like, now that it's been done, like, more companies, uh, like SpaceX and Boeing and whatever Bezos' company is, I can't remember the name of it, I'm surprised it's not called... Amazon space, but <laughs> whatever it is, his company as well, uh, you know, they're, they're all getting into the game and, you know, they're start they're going to start doing their own commercialized space flights. And so, yeah, there's going to be competition as to who can drive down the price the furthest because whoever can do that will increase the amount of customers they have, therefore increasing the amount of money they make and everyone wants to make a bunch of money. And this is something we've already seen before. Uh, even in recent times with uh, with the electric car, right? So Tesla was not the first to create an electric car, uh, but they were the first to make one that reached massive popularity. And that resulted in them making massive amounts of money. And then they can say that they are saving the world by making electric cars. That then led to pretty much every other car company being or beginning to invest in research into making their own electric cars themselves because they also want to make money and hop into that market and get that market share. Uh, so from there, you know, more electric cars began to come to market, which then increased the amount of money being put into the research of electric vehicles, which then allowed for the cost of electric vehicles to go down. And then the price of an electric vehicle, at least like right now, is just about the same price as buying a regular car. You can buy a Tesla Model Y. 
Yep, that's the cheap one. <laughs> you can buy Tesla Model Y for the same price as you can buy a brand new Toyota Camry. So, you know, it's that's how things go. People enter the market, people enter the market space, more money gets put into the research, prices go down, consumers are happy. <laughs> we, we've seen it. But uh, my, my follow-up question in terms of space flight right, is simply why, like, like, what is the point of doing all of this, right, because, like, like don't get me wrong, right, G- going to space is pretty cool, right, and so it makes sense that people want to do it, and this is a way, you know, that we could do that while gaining monetarily, like, I get that, uh, I mean, first off, really, like, are we really, about to monetize space like that like come on now i mean space space has always been that thing that's just been free you know space is space and space is there like (laughs) you don't you don't monetize space but now space is falling into the hands of capitalism uh i mean should have saw that one coming (laughs) like here's the thing here's the thing though right this is how it starts okay this is how it starts we've seen it so many times in movies, right? Uh, when when the world is going to end from, you know, the human race abusing it so much, uh, you know, it's going to become time for us to travel to another planet to then go abuse that planet instead. And you see, only the rich are going to be able to go because everyone else won't be able to afford a ticket on the rocket. This is how it starts, man. <laughs> this is how it starts. Once we start turning space into a capitalistic space. God, I hate the fact that space is such a multi-usable word. <laughs> but this is how it starts. I'm telling you, this is how it starts. Uh, but even on that note of like abusing the world, right? All of this, like commercial space flight, like all of this is like a direct contradiction to what we are trying to do as a globe, as a human race, because like all of the major countries are making commitments and saying we're you know signing commitments and whatnot to lower the amount of emissions they produce. <clears throat> Excuse me, to lower the amount of emissions, emissions like they produce, and you know like all that good jazz. You got the the Paris Climate Agreement. You have a bunch of individual company companies countries <laughs> individually coming out and saying. We're going to go down to like 0% emissions by everyone saying 2030. I'm not sure if we realize that 2030 is literally less than nine years away. So, <laughs> you know, not not sure how feasible that one is, but uh, guess we'll see. Um, but, you know, space flight, commercialized space flight, kind of just the opposite of that, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> Because the the aviation industry, right, as it stands now, it already accounts for just about, if not more than 25% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. So imagine adding a bunch of rockets to that. Like that, that's, that's not going to help. <laughs> that's not going to drive it down at all. Because, like, a rocket is literally just raw combustion, right? You, you, you have to, 
you have to burn a lot of fuel to get such a big device, device, a big vehicle, chassis, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> into into orbit, right? Including, you know, the people. And see, that's the thing about space flight. Space flight is so inefficient, right? Think about this. You need a lot of rocket fuel to get the rocket into space. The reason why you need a lot of rocket fuel to get the rocket into space is because the rocket is heavy. The rocket is heavy because it is carrying so much rocket fuel. It that that's that it's a negative feedback loop. Like <laughs> it's like we need more rocket fuel because the rocket is heavy. The rocket is heavy because it has a lot of rocket fuel. Like that's such a contradiction. That's why spaceflight is so inefficient. And that's why spaceflight releases so many and so much emissions. But the thing is, it's not a problem right now because we're not constantly sending rockets into space, right? But if you can imagine, you know, 10, 15 years into the future, let's say, you know, the commercialized spaceflight industry is booming there's a bunch of different uh, companies in the industry. Competition has helped with the price coming down. It's somewhat affordable. Let's say there are about, what, 10, 11, 12 space flights happening each day around the world. The amount of gases that is going to be released is going to be absolutely absurd. If you think... Our CO2 emissions are bad right now. Well, actually, do rockets release CO2? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. Hold up. Let me, let me confirm that. Let me confirm this. I'm not just spewing. Let's see. Do rockets release CO2? Space launches can have a hefty carbon front. Well, that's the answer. <laughs> Okay, wait, which produces clean vapor, although part of it itself can cause significant carbon emissions. Okay, yeah, that's all I need to know. Because, like, the reason I was confused because I was like, I'm pretty sure that rockets actually use a different combustion formula to, for one, get more combustion. Uh, but said combustion actually causes significant carbon emissions. So, there you go. <laughs> if if you could imagine you have 10, you know, rockets going off uh, every single day, like that's going to be a lot of emissions going into the atmosphere. Because like, I mean, just look at how planes are doing it already. Right. So then you're going to have planes happening and on top of that rockets happening it's, it, it's, I don't think that's going to be good. <laughs> I don't think that's really going to work out with uh, the commitments that countries are making to reduce their emissions. It's kind of counterintuitive. Although I will say, like, if I get the opportunity to go to space, you better believe I'm taking it, okay? <laughs> you better believe I'm taking it. The entire time, I'm just going to be like, hey, you know, this is probably not a good idea in terms of like, you know, 
the world. <laughs> but I mean, who doesn't want to see the world from like the outside? That's cool. And sure, the rock is not going to kill us, but you know, the stuff the racket is emitting is going to kill us in a couple of years. So might as well go out having seen the world, literally. Like, <laughs> hey, that's one way to go, right? That's one way to go. <laughs> but if you like this episode, enjoy the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a rating, all that good Just Let me know that you like it. If you do like it, share with your friends because good friends give friends good things and you want to be a good friend. So give your friend a good thing. Hey, maybe your friend has 250K that they're willing to drop and they don't know that they can go to space with that money. Let them know by giving them this podcast or this episode specifically. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, it is at God that I had on the IGs. And as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. New mic setup, sounding crispy as ever. Gotta love it. Either way, hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, be smart, don't text and drive, all that good jazz. I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.